Before we start the show today, I just wanted to give you guys a little PSA if you guys can help us out because we love bringing this show to you guys every single week. So can you please just do us a huge favor? Go to uh, iTunes, search Game Time CT under Podcast, subscribe to our page, rate us, whatever you want to rate us, hopefully a five, and if you want, uh, write a review for us as well. Um, The more subscribes, the more reviews we get, the better the show does, and uh, we want to keep bringing not only the Meat Grinder podcast to you guys, but every other podcast that we do during the school year. So if you guys can just do us a favor, you know, pause the show right now, go run over, do that, rate, review, subscribe for us, and, uh, you know, we'll be good to go. All right, thanks, guys. Something like that. to play with the former QB, so that brought out all the competition in us, and we were ready. We were ready. It means a lot, because we got sort of a rivalry with Prev. We don't, they take a lot of our players. We don't like them, but we came down, we showed them what's good, we won. I'm ecstatic. I'm I'm super excited for the kids. They they had this one circled on the the schedule for a long time. Obviously, you know, we have a history with fearful prep, some of our kids going over there, and, uh, you know, this was an opportunity to, for our guys to prove why you don't leave town. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to The Meat Grinder, your source for high school football in Connecticut, your weekly source. And I am your host, Sean Patrick Bowley, with, as always, Peter Paguaga. Pete, how you doing? What's up, man? How are you? Oh, week two is in the books. Week two was good. I wasn't as crazy as week one, and I don't think as crazy as week three will be. Oh, well, that's yeah. uh, some uh, some bold predictions already. Yeah, so we but, can just end the show. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but uh, yeah, week two wasn't wasn't as thrilling and just all over the place that, that week one was. I felt like week one had a lot going on. Yep. Week two, we kind of settled in a little bit, kind of got a feel for who's going, you know, who's doing what in the state. Um, you know, very just there were some interesting games to be sure. Like you went to a couple good yeah. ones, I went to a couple good ones. Uh, we had Ridgefield knocking off New Canaan, one of our you know <laughs> favorites to go to the Class L final. Yeah, uh, which what does that mean? What does it mean for for uh, Ridgefield? To, to beat New Canaan, what's next for New Canaan? What's going on with the poll? What does this do for the statewide picture? It's early. We got a long way to go. Yeah. At the top of the show, you heard the wild scene over at Raftery Stadium where Fairfield Prep and Newtown were clashing for the first time, and there was no love lost between these teams, as you could hear on that uh, on that intro. Um, you know, Fairfield Prep, Newtown, it was just one of the it was one of the most contentious games with a lot going on and a lot of emotion involved. Newtown wins the wins the game, but it was really close. Fairfield Prep had the ball uh, basically about 20 or so yards away with a chance to win, but just couldn't pull it off. So you heard that, and you heard uh, you heard just a little bit of snippet of the uh, of the what it sounded like when the the winning field goal uh, for for Ridgefield over New Canaan. So uh, you know, lots of crazy stuff going on. Uh, like you said, not as crazy as last week, but hey, still pretty crazy. Yeah. And- you know there were there were some interesting you know games like you know you know uh, obviously for the top ten that New Canaan game means a lot. I was at Darien Southington. It was the first and Newtown and Fairfield Prep. Those those were the first two games of top ten teams playing against each other. Obviously Southington Darien played against each other in the semifinals back to back years a couple of years ago. Uh, this one went to Darien again. But I will tell you this. I'm very impressed with Southington. Uh, their defense was awesome. Billy Carr is as good as advertised. Yeah. yeah. Um, they played really well. I mean, Dar- Mike Minicus made three unbelievable plays to score touchdowns for Darian. Darian's still trying to figure out that offense that you know we saw last year. It took him a long time to figure it out. I don't know if they actually ever no. did. And this year, it kind of looks like the same thing. And you know, I, this Southington team is also trying to figure out their offense. Yeah, they they got a lot more to do. <laughs> yeah, they were running two different quarterbacks. Uh, I know they have separate packages for them. They couldn't really get Cole going. In the run game, Darian's defense is really good. 
Like, let's just No shock it. there. Yeah, no shock there. Darian's defense is really good. They really need to figure out that offense, yeah. though, because, you know, we saw what happened to them last year when they didn't figure out that offense. So they got eight games, you know, to get it done in terms of getting to the playoffs. So we'll see. But, I mean, when you get two programs like that, two coaches like that going at it, uh, it was – the first half was fun. The second half <laughs> – yeah right. Oh my at least God. at least it took forever. At least Southington didn't get blow, doors blown out no, this time. It got, at least they were as competitive. Literally, the first half took an hour, and <laughs> it right. was awesome. And then the second half happened, and it literally like a screeching halt. We were yeah. like on road work on ninety five for like two hours. Yeah, and then it was. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, but they were both both of them couldn't throw uh, run the ball, so everyone was throwing the ball, incompleting passes, and it just took forever. But other than that, great game. Yeah, lots of interesting results in this. The first full big week of the Connecticut uh, scheduling alliance, Al Carbone's baby. He's got the standings for us. Let's take a quick look at the records by conference. After two weeks, remember there were four games to start week one, and now we go into week two. There were 26 games. Uh, all of them. There's lots of fascinating results. There was no real dominant performance. Uh, the ECC did well. They were 3-0. The FCAC did well. They were 3-0. This is last week. The SEC was kind of a mixed bag. CCC actually really performed pretty well. Can, you know, Considering their playoff history, yeah, they haven't really had a you know one of those dominant teams to win a state championship. They've actually, yeah. They actually played well. And the SWC, other than really Newtown and maybe Barlow, throw them in there, uh, new, uh, the SWC really uh, did not have a good week. Three and eight last week in their first Alliance games. But uh, let me tell you, man, that Newtown game, you know, it, it was talk about teams still trying to figure out their offense. Newtown really lots of, had a lots of offense, couldn't get it done really much in the end and the red zone whenever they had an opportunity. They did score enough to take a, a t- two touchdown lead and Fairfield prep another team. Trouble with offense. Both teams have two quarterbacks, apparently. Um, so it's really interesting. I think the, a big thing that come out of that game is Newtown fired up. They really, really wanted to show Fairfield Prep that, you know, stop taking our guys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was like the big thing going in. And even you can even hear it at the top of the show. Bobby Patterson's like, hey, listen, we just want to show that, you know, you don't have to leave school to go play good football. And already Newtown, you know, Newtown's got a big <laughs> schedule coming up. Uh, but they, they're like on the revenge tour. Remember, everyone's like, oh, they don't play anybody. They don't play anybody. They're playing West Haven next week. Oh. And then they're going to play Newtown eventually. Uh, sorry, Newtown. They're going to play Shelton down the road. Yep. Uh, so, you know, and I could get it. Some of the Fairfield Prep guys were, you know, especially the students and some of the fans there, they didn't like too kindly of Newtown white waving their hands around the field. It would, look, it was an emotional game. Everybody was jawing back and forth at each other. The bomb squad was letting the, the Newtown players yeah. have it. The Newtown players were letting the bomb squad have it. I heard parents screaming back and forth. Oh, that's even better. Oh, that's I great mean, when they get involved. Here, here's the thing. I, I love the bomb squad. I think they're great at all Fairfield Prep events. They're, they, you go to a Fairfield Prep hockey game, it literally it might just be good. to You go just to see them sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I will say this, not, and I'm not picking on them specifically. If you are going to talk smack the entire time and you have every right to when you lose and this is parents and fans everybody and you know students if you're going to talk smack the entire time when you lose you can't call foul and right, get upset right, right. like if you're going to you, you know can't start I mean? saying this team did that this team did yeah. they all well, how classless they are listen yeah. there are plenty of that on both sides in this really contentious game yeah and everybody knows the classiest fans in football are the Green Bay Packers fans, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but listen, I mean, we got a lot of people like you know throwing videos. Hey, take a look at that. Look at that. What did this guy say? What did that guy say? Hey, you know what? Every no one's an angel here. No. Okay, none of you guys. I don't want to hear it. All right, no. let's just. You know, you know who was an angel? The Darian student section in the second half because <laughs> none of them were there. Oh my god. Well, apparently they figured out it was going to be a real snoozer in the second yeah, half, so they well, got the heck I, out of I it. I kind of should have went with them. But uh, no, you know, I, I, what was what was classy in the Newtown game? I think this is the most important thing out of it. Yeah, you had J.P. Iropoli, the quarterback from Fairfield Prep from Newtown, talking to his buddies. Yeah, you know, Jared Dunn. They were all in a little halt. They were talking, handshakes, smiles. Probably take a couple of pictures for the gram. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. yeah I, listen, the kids. When it comes down to it, the kids respect each other. Yeah, and that's sure, they get it. They get in each other's Parents faces. Don't. I mean, I you know, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, but uh, I, I sure they get in each other's face. I mean, I saw Jared Dunn just absolutely smack JP 
uh, on a tackle. And, you know, when, when JP had been removed at quarterback and he was catching passes, you know, he was right in the middle of his, his, <laughs> his sight. So I thought that was funny. But afterwards, I'm like, hey, that was interesting. And, and even Jared was like, look, he's a good friend of mine. Yep. You know, and, and yeah, he, he pumped us up. And you gotta, that's, what, that's what this is all about. Yep. Pumped us up. You got to find something to get motivated and get fired up for. That was it. Lots of new town guys yep. go to Fairfield Prep. We're going to get them back. And that was the way it is. And you know what? For Fairfield Prep, just take your medicine. Yeah. Be like, all right. That was a great game. I, that showed me that Fairfield Prep is going to be a good team this year. Their defense is pretty good. You know? I mean, this is a team that, again, <laughs> need to figure out their offense, which says, you know, which basically every team in the state, except for hand, uh, is trying to do. And, you know, you can play with these big, the big boys, right? The quote-unquote big boys. And uh, we've talked about the double L alliance schedule and everything like all these guys are going to play each other yeah. like this might not be the only time that they possible face each other yeah, we'll have so to see. it shows that they can play and that's the big i don't thing. think this is the last thing we're going to hear of fairfield right. prep this year oh no absolutely not. well first of all they 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 so they switched quarterbacks they went from jp in the first half threw a touchdown pass to end a half and then um they decided to go in a different direction they decided to bring in a, a freshman who i'd never even heard of Rob Long, who's got a punt, he's got a ton of fans. Oh, I've heard of him. He was like, they were him and his fans were blowing up our Instagram page <laughs> even before the season began. Oh, really? Yeah, we didn't even put his. He so he scores a touchdown, gets him within within one score at the end of the third quarter, and uh, you know, and we didn't put that video highlight up enough, and everyone's screaming out, "Where's the freshman? Where's the freshman? Where's apparently he's got a nice little fan group, which is great, and we're <laughs> glad to hear from you. Thanks for following along." But he was uh, speaking that he was at the St. Joe's uh, a Notre Dame West Ham game. All right, yeah, it's kind of fun to see other guys going out to watch other teams play. Like there was a couple of hand guys at the St. Joe's. Yeah, game. that was nice. Yeah, it's it's always fun because you know they're there to watch, but also like enjoy football. Yeah, and. You know, there are a couple of St. Joe's and Notre Dame kids who are, like, hanging out, talking to each other after, like, you know, you said with Newtown and Prep, where these kids all grew up in the same town, all played against each other at one yeah. point or another. So I mean, you know. So, yeah, Fairfield Preps, you know, they got a – it looks like he's going to be playing uh, a bit more than – and he looked great. So uh, we'll have to see with Fairfield. But a lot, of, a lot of these teams have, like, the dual quarterback thing going on. You have Southington. <sighs> you have Shelton. You have uh, Fairfield Prep. You have Newtown. Same thing. I guess it's just not uh, not a great year. You for name all those all those programs, though. They all had their guys last year. Yeah. I mean, you know, Prep had JP as your junior last year, but you know the freshman obviously wasn't there, so he's obviously pushing. But Southington graduated Jacob Drana. Shelton graduated Jake Roberts. Like these programs lost their quarterbacks to graduation, and uh, they're trying to figure out who fits the best. Right. Obviously, the off season's not long enough. I guess not. Yeah, so here's your here's your alliance standings. Uh, I think we we touched on it a little bit, but here here they are officially after two weeks. The FCX is five and one. The ECC is five and two, which is actually pretty impressive Good for them. Yeah, the SCC is kind of split right down the middle. They're overall ten and eleven. CCC seven and nine, and the SWC three and eight overall. So. Interesting results. Uh, what did you? So, what did you take out of St. Joe? I mean, you you were all on the Notre Dame bandwagon, so you were <laughs> I'm going not down allowed there. to go to any Notre Dame games anymore <laughs> after the last two weeks. But uh, St. Joe's, you want to talk about teams who graduated quarterbacks? You know, I was talking to Will Diamantis uh, after the game on Saturday, and he's like, as soon as the state championship game ended, I was up here. You know, Jake Wallace was throwing me balls. He goes, he we knew he was our next quarterback. Yeah, and uh, he's kind of seemed to transition smoothly. Yeah, uh, into the you quarterback role for the Hogs. Look great, and uh, he looked he looked very good on Saturday. Made some awesome passes. Will Will Diamantis, let me tell you, we talked about him last year. He, I believe, he was on one of our all state teams last year. He wasn't first team. He had 15 touchdowns. He played with David Summers, Jaden. Yeah, he was in consideration. Yes, he definitely he was. He was definitely in the mix. Um, I think we had him on second team. Anyway, he's good. <laughs> like he's. He was not a. I don't think he's a product of what they do at St. Joe's. I just think he's a very good football player, and he even threw a touchdown. Yeah. You know, he caught three, threw for one. Not bad. He was. Yeah. He was telling me. I was asking him about when they decided to go with the play call, and Coach Childs uh, went up to him yes uh, Friday and was like at practice, like we're calling this like early, <laughs> so be ready. And he's like, oh, I was like, did you think that you were going to throw a duck? He's like, no, this is what practice is for. Like, these kids get coached up so yeah, well I know. in what to say. But, I mean, he threw a nice dime to uh, Austin Jose, the uh, the other wide receiver for St. Joe's, who's a really good kicker. 
by the way, you know, we loved Kirby last year yeah. from St. Joe's. Yeah, right. Big fans of Kirby, Luke Kirby last year for St. Joe's. This, this Jose kid bombs. Yeah. Literally just bombs. Like his extra point is kicking him out of the trees. Pretty sure he hit my car. It was in the fourth row uh, <laughs> over at St. Joe's. But they're good. Uh, St. Joe's is good. Their defense is really good. As uh, advertised. I mean, Mike Morrissey, De Silva, um, uh, J- J- Jermaine Williams, um, David, uh, Davey, David Cialis. Uh, I- I'm like missing guys. They're just they're just so good, and uh, I think any team that every team's gonna have a problem with that defense. They might be the best defense in the state. I have seen hand as well against Saint against uh, Notre Dame. They both kind of did the same thing. They put a lot of pressure on the inside, forced Zelinski out of the pocket, and took advantage. Um, Oh, man, it's just they're just good. I, I think that's just where it is. Uh, when what did uh, and what did Joe DiCaprio do to uh, Al Carbone to get this thing? You know, back to back one the number one team week one. You're not gonna play number two week, uh, team week two. What's next? Greenwich? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh right. Greenwich didn't get one. Yeah. Didn't get it in the Lions game. Uh, <laughs> they got uh, Class L semifinalist last year. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> class. Uh, not a Class M favorite, but a Class M team to watch in Platt next week. <laughs> That's just crazy. So, good luck, Nutter. Um, I, I got the chance, so while you were out there, I got the chance to go out to Norwich Free Academy, and I get to check out NFA. I didn't know what NFA had. I know they beat Xavier. I didn't really know much what they had. They're going to go play Glastonbury. Glastonbury won week one. So I, I really didn't know anything uh, going into this game. It, it, it didn't help that NFA didn't have its roster updated. Thanks, guys. Everybody, let's get our rosters done, please. Please. Everybody. That's not. I'm not just picking on NFA. I had no idea who any of these kids were. I looked everywhere. I need rosters and update the rosters, to when, please. When the photos then are misidentified, and yeah, the don't are misidentified, yell at me. Don't yell at us, parents. Yeah, yeah especially seriously. that's exactly who I'm talking. So to. it's not our fault, right? So, but getting to the game, what a performance by Austin Richards, the school quarterback. School record, huh? School. He was throwing. You know, you talk, about, talk about Danny Dimes. You know. <laughs> you know Austin, uh, oh, what Austin Howitzer or something. This kid, <laughs> I don't know whether it was the coverage or the, but his receivers are great. He threw five touchdown passes, four of them over seventy yards, Damn. which is incredible. Uh, Glassbury had an early lead, and then this kid was just throwing bombs, <laughs> and uh, he went two to two. Andrew Cody, um, another went to um, Nolan Mulkentine. And the the third one went to I forget who the other kid was, but there was they had uh, they had a line, it was just points by the bushel. Now NFA is two and zero, and they're going to go to Finn Stadium this week to play the Shelton Gales, who are also two and zero. And speaking of Shelton, we're going to have uh, our guest this week is going to be Shelton Coach Jeff Roy is going to give us a little lowdown on on the Gales and what they're all about. So that was a great transition, Sean. You like that? Yeah, I'm you'll... very impressed. Well, what else happened last week that we uh, worth let's talk about, about this? Uh, it, may, it may, might not affect statewide so much, but Lewis Mills is 2-0 in the CCC. <laughs> Who the heck saw that coming? Nobody. They haven't won a Pequot game in how many years, and they, they're they 2-0 in the CCC? Yeah. And they got they got Bethel week three, who they could possibly beat. Lewis Mills. Lewis Mills could be 3-0 to start the year. Shutting everybody up. Everybody up. I oh mean, granted, uh, you know, I mean, Rocky Hill's down. They beat Bulkley in week one. They haven't played, like, the big, big, they haven't played Bloomfield yet or anything. But you know what? You got to give credit where the credit's due. Yeah. They had a nice game. And then Re- even Plainville, big, big, big win over Northwest Catholic. Shout out to Coach yeah. I mean, this is a Northwest Catholic team that a lot of people liked. And Plainville, who's replacing a lot of people who graduated last year, especially at the skill positions, yeah, they weren't. They don't. They don't care that Northwest Catholic got a team to watch sticker. Yeah, how about uh, well, how about another team that didn't? I don't think they did. At least Newington, Newington and Jay Pace, Jay Pace's club, two and zero, and they were two they absolutely. So they demolished Bristol Eastern last week. Which all right, that's the game that you know Bristol Eastern's down, and Newington goes to Amity this week, Ooh. which is you know one of their. I think it's their first, um, their first alliance game for yes, Newington. And first and only second. And Amity second. Amity got beat up by 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 Simsbury last week. Yeah. I, I did not see coming. Um, that was a that was a fascinating game. What else, Pete? What else? Oh, Maloney, two and zero. I think that's a little bit of a surprise like, for all the guys that they lost last year. Yeah, beating Bristol Central is not bad. And is they it, always have a problem. With Bristol Central paid them back in spades. I thought Bristol Central would be a little bit better than they were this week. But um, how about a team a little got a little bit of redemption after losing last week and getting kind of their blo- doors blown off? How about Windsor knocking off Massick? Yeah, I think I think we were you know we even said it on the show. You're like, is Massick back? And well, I guess not. <laughs> um, I guess you know they just 
it was a good game, obviously. 21-22 to came down to the wire. Right. Tyshawn Johnson knocked away the two-point conversion at the end. I think it's Touche Johnson. Touche Johnson uh, to win 28-27. to Yeah, and they were up big in that game. They were up a couple touchdowns, and, and Nassik had a comeback. And then they had this, they, he knocked away the two-point conversion. Nassik going for the win. I mean, yeah. good for Joe Lato making that decision. But Windsor pulling that one off, and I think Massa got the ball back, and then they were they were got down to Windsor's end, and then couldn't couldn't uh, get out of there with a victory. And Windsor with a big bounce back game after getting absolutely demolished by uh, was it Newington last yes. the, the week before? Yes. So uh, that was a big win for them. Um, Another comeback, Brantford. Yeah, your boys needed it. Sean Kelly. They're back on track for Pete. <laughs> Sean <laughs> Kelly played well. In a 39-22 to 22 win over Stratford. They needed it. I needed it. We needed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we needed it. Um, other, other, just a few other ones that really kind of stood out. Uh, you know, how about Greenwich? Uh, you know, they were in, in a tight one with the Trumbull. 14 nothing at half. 14 nothing at half. 42-7 is your final there. So, uh, you know, credit to Trumbull or keep hanging in there. Greenwich just looks way too much. Um and then, uh, and then jumping over to Tiger Hollow, a game that nobody really thought of, um, unless you read my guide. And my guide, I said, you know, we really haven't heard much from Ridgefield this year. Um, and sure enough, we have heard from Ridgefield now officially yeah. um, because, uh, uh, well, because two guys, actually. Owen Matthews, who was absolutely ridiculous. 399 yards, yards passing, which is like Absurd. And could, they couldn't find an extra yard there to give them the, the 400? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> And then there was Adam Biernat, who hit a 37-yard field goal to win that game, 17-14, over the the then number three ranked New Canaan Rams. And uh, listen, I, first of all, there are a couple things here. Where does Richfield grows kickers on trees? Apparently, I mean, that, which is ridiculous. And there are a few of schools like Shelton's, another one. Where yeah. They, you're, where do you guys get these kids from? But uh, I love that video that Terry Deneen uh, put up there where the, the, you could just see the new candy guys were just trying to scream, trying to psych the kid out, screaming and yelling at him, excuse me, and the kid just drills it right into the goal. Right After the goal. Lou called two timeouts. Oh, he Lou iced him twice? Tw- iced him twice, and he did not care. Stared yeah. it right down, and that was a boot. And now they're number eight in the poll, which we haven't even talked about. So let's quickly run through that, <laughs> and then we're going to get to our first guest. For the, first guest. Our only guest for this week. <laughs> I always we're going to start having multiple guests? Oh, my God. There's just so much going on. It's just hard to get to everything. Um, but here is the top ten poll from Game Time CT, which just dropped today. And here we go. Number one, obviously, Hand. They absolutely crushed um, Middletown. Poor Middletown last week. They were the sacrificial lamb. Um so they 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 at the surf club. So they go on. They got to play at Weathersfield, which is two and zero. Matt McKinnon, nice start for the uh, wow. for the Eagles. Now they got to welcome the number one team in the state to uh, Catone Field. All right, this place is a great place to go watch a game. By the way, yeah, it's nice. Um, all right, then uh, working at number two is St. Joseph. Lost the first place vote, which right, well, no big deal. You already talked about them. Big win over Notre Dame, Fair, uh, Notre Dame West Haven. Uh, number three, Greenwich. We talked about them. Forty-two-seven. Hunter Clark was a monster in that game. Number four, Darianne. Darianne obviously moving up from a spot. So is Greenwich uh, after the New Canaan loss. Um, so Darianne gets there in number four. Number five, Shelton coming off their win over East Hartford, 29-7. Uh, number six, Newtown also bumping up after their 21-14 win over Fairfield Prep. Uh, Bloomfield giving the business to East Catholic, 47-6. They move up a spot from number eight. And coming in at number eight after the, because of their win over New Canaan, was Ridgefield, and then number nine, New Canaan, and then number ten. Guess who's back? The Chargers. What can we say about Ridgefield? What does this mean for New Canaan? Like this means that New Canaan can't lose the rest of the way. In class and maybe L. until they got to be eight and one heading into Thanksgiving. Something like that. They're once again behind. You know them. what's going to happen? This is what's going to happen. They're going to go seven and two going into Thanksgiving. Then they're going to win on Thanksgiving. <laughs> they're going to sneak into L as the eighth seed. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to have to travel to the surf club on a Tuesday You're night. You're at hand. That's what's going to happen. Tuesday night, get your tickets. That's what's going to happen. As long as St. Joe's on the other side of that bracket, I'm okay with it. Uh, New Canaan's got a long way to go. It's going to be interesting because it took them a long time to get their offense going. Week one against New London. It seems like it took them a long time to get the offense going again. They might be in and trouble, look, Pete. Say what you want about the players on that team or, oh, all they have is guys who are going, you know, to big-time colleges and this and this. 
Yeah, they do have that, and they are a very good team. They're just honestly still trying to figure stuff yeah, out. Like they haven't they, been able to run the ball in how many years? No, a long time. You know, and Mike Cognetta. You know, I'll Matt tell you. I, again, I wasn't at the game, just going off in New London. That game should have been a lot worse than it was against New London. They just did skill players just didn't make the plays for New Canaan in that game, and I wonder if the same thing happened. Yeah, and then listen, they could, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull off what they pulled off last year, which was come roaring back after you know losing to St. Joe and then losing to Greenwich. Yeah, you already have one law. I mean, I, technically, they could probably lose again. I think they if they technically right. could lose again, so, I think they'd rather lose on Thanksgiving than knowing that a spot's already right. locked well, in. Well, it might come down to a do-or-die game, yeah. game again for them. So lots to figure out there for New Canaan. But we're going to roll into week three here. Uh, some fascinating games on on the docket, and uh, one of them, one of them is a all of a sudden in- interesting game after what happened out at NFA with you know Austin Richards throwing dimes all over the place, and then uh, and then Shelton being two and zero. Those two teams meet at at Finn Stadium. So let's bring on our guest. Joining us on the show is the head high school football coach of the Shelton Gales. That would be Jeff Roy. Jeffrey, how you doing? What's happening? Two and zero must be nice. Uh, yeah, I'm not complaining. Doing those, uh, doing those good, and uh, you know we have to grind out some wins and get better, and uh, you know get ready for NFA this Friday. Yeah, you mentioned grinding out wins. Um, how is the offense progressing from the beginning of the year? Now, two games with two games under their belt. Yeah, we uh, we executed a lot better Friday night than we did in the first game. Uh, you know, and I figured we'd have some first game jitters. We had a lot of new starters. You know, we had eight new starters on offense, so. Uh, you know, new starting quarterback, and uh, we figured, uh, you know, we'd have a few start uh, jitters in the first game, and uh, we did. We made a lot of mistakes, and then uh, last week I thought we played much better on on offense, and we were able to control the game and, and put some nice long drives together. Who did well? Uh, I, mean, I don't really know what happened other than that it was looked like it was close early, and then you guys pulled away maybe in the second half, something like that? Yeah, yeah, we had a nice uh, opening drive. We got the ball. We went right down the field and uh, mixed up the run and pass. You know, that's been our game plan. Went up seven nothing, and then uh, you know we ended up uh, putting together another nice drive, and we're up fifteen nothing. We let up a score before half to blew, blew a couple coverages, and then uh, you know the second half we kind of took control of the game and uh, jumped up twenty two to seven, and then you know put we'll put another one on in the fourth quarter. But I thought all in all. Kids executed well, and, uh, you know, we got a good road win. The first thing uh, everyone notices about you guys this year is you guys are huge. Just in, <laughs> massive. I've said it a million times on Twitter, and and, 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 it's, and you guys are. You guys are massive up front. I mean, you got – to take us through your offense, we don't give enough offensive linemen love on this on, on no. this thing. Uh, we'll yeah, we're uh, – Go for it. Take, give, give us your guys. All right, I'll give you my guys. We are, we are big up front. This is probably the biggest team we've had. Uh, left tackle, I got Isaiah Belofi, six six, three fifteen. He's a, he's a big kid. Uh, you, know, you know, I'm surprised somebody had an offer on a scholarship yet. I know he's got some film out there on some camps, but he's, well, uh, he's playing on, really well. Hang on one um, second. Here's one thing I noticed about uh, Deloche. So in the West Haven game, Barrios picks off a pass, and that kid's got wheels. He's you know streaking down the left sideline. <laughs> all of a sudden, out of the right hand, coming all the way from the other side of the field. There's Deloche. He's almost at the goal line with this kid. I was like, <laughs> yeah. that kid's got wheels, man. I mean, what's his forty? His 40? <laughs> you, uh, uh, you know, we've never tied him in a 40, but he can move. I mean, you <laughs> saw that play. I mean, that play's on film. He was, uh, obviously, Barrios can run, and he was going stride for stride with him all the way down the field. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he's that type of kid. He's going to give you everything he's got, you know. He, uh but, uh, yeah, he could move for a big guy. Yeah, that was that was actually really impressive, and I actually didn't even notice it originally. I retweeted Sean because I was like, yo, that was a wild interception. And then someone tweeted at me, like, yo, I don't know if you noticed, but the offensive lineman came running from the complete other side of the field to beat everybody else down there. <laughs> he almost got him, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I was impressed. All right, I, so no one's offered yeah, him a scholarship, that, uh, so that's crazy. But No, I, uh, you know, I, I, I think he, uh, he should get one either way he's playing in his size, but uh, – We'll see, but yeah, he's at left tackle, and then uh, my left guard is uh, Anderson, and he is about uh, you know he's about two seventy, two seventy five. Um, center is Kyle Corby. He, he's about a two hundred and six two, two eighty kid, oh, and then uh, right guard's Craig Ferris. You know he's about you know two fifty, two sixty range, and then my uh, right tackle is uh, Falcioni, um, Jacob Falcioni, and he, he's about six four, about two eighty. 
also. And uh, so we're big across the front. I mean, we're, uh, we got some good size, size kids. And then our two tight ends, you know, Lockovich is, you know, in the 6'3", 230, oh, 235 yeah. range. Really and, good uh, player. Misty's, uh, yeah, but he's got nine and a half sacks on defense yeah. in two games. So. <laughs> so, what do you, so what do you feed them? Like, 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 do you, do they have like a special lunch at, at Shetland, just like whole milk and like steaks? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they eat a lot. I'll tell you, the senior dinners on uh, Thursday night, we all get together at the senior's house and eat, and uh, I feel bad for the parents because they yeah. gotta cook a lot of pasta. You gotta cook for cook for those guys. You, you gotta do it in bulk. <laughs> oh yeah, in, I would, industry I, industry style. Uh, you know, pots and pans. I would love to be invited. I think that would be a great story. Just go and film the offensive <laughs> lineman eating. Yeah, you got you guys come on up to a senior dinner. Yeah. So uh, you have these big guys. You, you have Gazal in the backfield. You ha- and you know, it's not just him. You have plenty of guys who, who can carry the ball who do really well. The quarterback situation is kind of unique here uh, for you guys. I don't remember you guys, you know, rotating two kids back and forth. How's that been working out? Tell us about your QBs and, and you know what That's, each brings. Uh, we got two, two two kids that have been playing really well. Uh, Mike Callahan and uh, Curly. Um, and uh, you know, Callahan we kind of stuck with the other night. Uh, he mm-hmm. was we went right down the field the first two drives, and he he was hot. So we told the kids that's kind of what we're going to do. You know. If uh, one guy's got a hot hand and is playing well that game, he may stay with him try to get a flow of the offense. It's tough to rotate the two guys in there. I've never been a fan of it, but we have two seniors that are both playing well, so it's hard kind of, you know, not to let them both play, and it's a long season with uh, injuries and stuff, so we want to keep them both uh, both timed up. But, uh, you know, I thought Callahan played really well uh, in the first two games, moving stuff down the field, and, and Curley played well when he was in there also. So we've been... We've been happy with them, and we told them, you know, and, and the coaches mean we gotta, we're gonna have to throw the ball. We threw the ball, I think, fifteen times in the first game and thirteen times last game. Uh, as big as we are, teams load the box; they put an extra guy in there. Yeah. And uh, you know, so we're gonna have to throw the ball uh, effectively, and we, we we sure can. I got confidence in both quarterbacks. We've got a good receiving crew with Otto back and Thompson and a few other juniors that have stepped up. So, uh, you know, teams load the box. We've got to throw the ball. We can't, uh, you know, we can't beat our heads against the wall at times. So we do run uh, some of our North Haven single wing. Oh, yeah. Things, which, oh, yeah. Which, uh, which is with the side. We've run a little bit the last two years, and then we really kind of focused on a little bit more this year, especially with our size, because that's tough to load the box on. Even if you do load the box, we got extra blockers in there. Mm. Um, so we're running a little bit of that North Haven single wing, copied it from them, and uh, – that's awesome. Did some research on it and uh, been doing, you know, I've been running it uh, a little bit more. I, I, did, didn't <laughs> yeah. you score? Didn't you score? Didn't uh, Malachi uh, Lynch Barnes uh, score on? Yeah, Malachi on the the, uh, the, the, the touchdown. I think against uh, West Haven. West Haven, we scored on. I, I forget it was George or Malachi, one of them. It was. But we rotate all the backs in there. We got we got three, four good running backs, so it really kind of fits our personnel with the size of our line, big tight ends, and then the three or four running backs. So. Um, and we we run it pretty uh, pretty effectively so far, so just got to continue to get better at it. And then uh, defensively, you guys have been pretty much uh, lights out. I mean, for the most part, West Haven only scored one TD on you, and then East Harvard. I don't know, was that an offensive TD they scored? Yeah, they scored one. Uh, yeah, right before half, they scored one. So yeah, we were. Uh, that's our goal. We try to hold teams to seven or less. So the first two weeks we reached our goals. Uh, West Haven only scored one, and then East Harvard only scored one. And we try to get teams off track. You know. Uh, we got a really, really good front four. It's probably the best front four we had. And, and uh, Lakovic at one end and yeah. Niski at the other end. They're both 6'2", six 6'3", six kids. And then uh, a couple big D tackles in the middle with Sissick and Weiner and a couple other guys that rotate in there. But they're front four, and they're all quick. You know, they're, they're, they're good-sized kids. And uh, i got a, I got an excellent defensive line coach, Coach Stanko, but at UConn, and he does a lot with those guys, you know, uh, as far as stunts and technique and getting after it, pass rush drills. And we w- we want to create pressure, you know, we want to create kind of havoc. Uh, You've been doing that. A, yeah, we've had. I, I know Lockovich got nine and a half sacks himself, so I don't know how many sacks we have total, but <laughs> it's, it's a lot. lot. <laughs> You know, Coach, you guys, um, obviously, you know, we, we Sean and I joked, like, this East Hartford game we wish was last year, uh, personally. Because, yeah. you know, East Hartford lost a lot. But just looking at your guys' schedule, you know, name-wise, team-wise, there's a lot of big programs. It really is. It's the gauntlet, Coach. You know, it re- you yeah, guys are really going to hit it next week with NFA. Then, you know, obviously you got Cheshire, who's just a good program. But then Newtown, we got North Haven, you got Hand, you got Fairfield Prep on there. I mean – 
And you saw what happened with the NFA on Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Do you even know? Yeah, oh, I spent about uh, eight, ten hours yesterday with the defensive guys breaking that film and uh, watching them throw for 500 yards, whatever it was. Yeah, it was almost 500. Uh, they're, uh, yeah, I think it was 482. And, uh, yeah, no, our schedule uh, is, is crazy this year. It's a gauntlet. I mean, the way the uh, SEC did it with the Alliance teams and, not only at the number one schedule in our league, and then we cross over with the best teams from the other league, and yeah. it's just uh, there's no there's no easy game, man. There's no division two opponent or anything like yeah. that. Um, which is you know I I like playing all the good teams, and it's fun. I don't play anybody, but <laughs> nine weeks in a row or ten weeks in a row is pretty tough. Yeah, yeah I, you know <laughs> without, having without the benefit somewhat of a break. Yeah, having the benefit of all those teams and all those programs on there. Do you even need to try and motivate the team every week, or do you, or do you just tell them to like look at the schedule and be like, if you can't get up for this, then just get out? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, you know, uh, our kids are, uh, you know, we got the motto, it's just it's the next week, and we play one way. You know, anytime we strap it up, we we want to play. You know, play our we call it our brand of football. You know, we're gonna play our brand of football. We don't care who we're playing, when we're playing, where we're playing. Uh, we come out Friday night, and we, we're gonna play one way. That's that's the way we play. We're getting after it. And, you know, we game plan for uh, each week, and we put the game plan in, and, we, you know, we'll be out there today screaming and yelling at them and getting after in practice, and uh, that that's it. We just, you know, come out on Friday night, play our brand of football, and we're physical, we're fast, and we're going we're gonna to get after you, you know. And the kids kids kind of buy into that, and we're uh, coaches, and we're all uh, we're on into that. So wherever we play, it's uh, let's go, let's get it out. Yeah, what did, you, what did you think? I mean, obviously you were pretty impressed by the way you, you were talking about in the NFA, but uh... – I mean, I was shocked. They they were. Yeah. I don't know how those. They all. Every guy's got got open, and that kid put the ball right on the money every single time. That'd be Austin Richards. Yep. Uh, you know, how do you how do you prepare for something like that? I mean, you you haven't seen really a, a passing team like this yet. I mean, I know West Haven could sling it. No, I know uh, West Haven before the quarterback got hurt was, was was pretty good like that. Very similar. Um, and then we faced a running quarterback in a spread team, and he started for last week. So. Uh, you know, we we did face uh, some similar style offenses. Uh, it's hard, you know. You got to mix it up. They're going to get the yards. They're going to get the completions. So you got to try to get them on, you know, off the chains and and get some big plays against them and, and mix up the blitz and the coverage and try to confuse the quarterback a little mm-hmm. bit and and just continue to mix it up and, and get after it every play. If they get a play, then we just you know we move on. We play the next play and you know we know they're going to make some plays. They're probably going to score and just uh, keep coming after them. You know, but it's. Uh, not easy, easy with the spread offense. They, they're two platoon. They got a lot of kids in the program, and they're, uh, you know, they got a, they got an excellent quarterback, obviously, and, and four wide receivers that, that are all athletes. So it's tough. But uh, putting the game plan in today, and then we uh, we go from there. So you you were talking a bit about this schedule. Is there? I mean, I, there's some things obviously everyone likes about this schedule, about what they're doing here. Um, you know, what do you like, and then what what would you like to see change? Or what? I mean, you, you mentioned that it's um, every week, but what do, what's your a, thing? Go ahead. I mean, I'm more of an old school guy. You know, played in the Lusitanic League, coached in that. And when I first started coaching, you know, I I always liked uh, you know having a league title and having a league championship, right. and having league rivalries that you play every every year, get to know the coaches, and it's you know, playing guys within our league. With this Alliance game, I play six league games and four out of league games, and it's, uh, you know, we, we don't have a league or even a division championship because yeah. we don't play anybody in our division. <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, we're just playing games. We, we don't have a league. We don't, right. You know, the FCAC still got their FCAC championship, what means something. In the, in the SEC, we don't, uh, I say we don't really have a league. We don't <laughs> have a league championship or anything, so it's just some games on our schedule, and you know, we cross over with the with all the other teams, and it's just uh, basically uh, playing games every Friday night to get to the states. Yeah, that's basically. I totally agree with you. That they there's no structure here. Like we're just kind of. It looks like we're. Just, yeah. I mean, I know they've had a formula they put together, but they did kind of. They were able to. They had to mix and match, and, well, they, and, and there's just nothing. the other. Go ahead. The other formula in, in, the, in the formula that they that, that we got put on there, and no one else does it if it's high school or college or anywhere. <laughs> Is they rate our teams, so we got 20 teams in the league, 21 teams. You know, we're the number rated, number one rated team over the past three or five years. However, they did it, so we played the six best teams in our in the SEC, and then we cross over with the three best teams from the other league. So you're playing nine, uh, nine top 20 teams, <laughs> right? Which is, I, I don't. You tell me, is Alabama going to do that? You know, at the college level, right? 
uh, you know, they're going to play all those teams down there and they cross over to Penn State or Michigan or Ohio State, whatever it may be. Right. I, I, we're the only league that does that, whether it's high school football or college football. And it's kind of unfair to the kids in a way because, you know, we're, we're banged up already. Right. You know, I had two physical games. I got three or four injuries already, and it's going to be hard to get to this schedule, you know, without getting injuries. And, and again, I don't mind playing. I'll play anybody anywhere, anytime. But to play them all back-to-back in nine straight weeks is, is, is kind of crazy, if you ask me. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We know you don't have much time left here, so, uh, Coach, we really appreciate you coming on. All, all I'm going to just say here is I'm all, just do me a huge favor. Guy, do whatever you got to do, but you got to get to that hand game in, in November. We got to have that thing pumped up. So you guys got to be <laughs> under. I'm not that I'm rooting for anybody here, but it would be really <laughs> nice to see you undefeated going yeah, into the circle. If you guys were both 8-0 uh, heading into that game, that would believe be... Believe me, uh, that's, uh, that's our goal, but, uh, you know, we got... Tough ones ahead of us before we get to end. That's for sure. So uh, we're gonna we'll, we will try our best. I guarantee you guys that. All right, coach. Well, we Thanks, appreciate coach. you coming on here. Uh, you know, you know, in limited time, but uh, good luck. We'll see you out there and uh, go get them, man. All right, guys. We'll see you. Thanks, right, coach. coach. Bye. Thanks. So, Pete, that was Jeff Roy, our one of our friends, our pals. We love Jeff and uh, friend of the program. Yeah, he's a friend of the program. But Shelton, listen, Shelton, good every year in, year out. They haven't won that elusive state championship yet. Yet they've had a few opportunities, and they technically really should have beat Xavier uh, back in fourteen. Uh, they got kind of bit there, and then they they played Darien, I think, the year after, and they got smoked there. So. It, everyone's just waiting for that first Shelton title. But, oh my uh, God, I remember that. I was at that Shelton Darien game. Yeah, yeah, the one up at uh, that New was Britain. Up in, uh, yeah, Willowbrook. But now, listen, he he's not wrong about, and I've said this before about the, the scheduling lines. It's great; these matchups get you up. I'm fired up for every single one of them. I love to see this. I mean, it, who would have thought like the CCC would have been knocking got teams off left and right, and the ECC doing really well. I mean, the FCAC there. I mean, there's so much that could be built from this. He is absolutely correct that it needs to be in a structure. They need to figure that out. I think mean, that's yeah, the next step. Exactly. I think this is only we say it every week. I think this is the right first step. I think it's a work in progress. I don't think it'll ever be perfect or, you know, I don't think it's a well-oiled machine yet. You know, we've talked about teams who are kind of getting, you know, they're not getting the benefit of playing the schedule. We, you know, we I think we've beaten that down. Enough, but I think it's a step in the right direction, and yeah. I think that the, the we'll learn from some things from this year to make next year better, and so on down the yeah. road. They, At least that's what we can hope. Here's what I here's what they should do. They should scrap all the leagues. No, oh, yeah. Start over. Yep. You they, play. They should invite us to these things. I know. You play six or seven games against a league. Double L, you know, here are your double L schools in your region. So yeah. they have to be close to you. So, like, NFA would be playing Xavier. Yep. Maybe you throw a few non conference games to get to to play that don't count to your playoff standards. Yeah. You can play, like, the other three games, you can fill it up with rivalry games against schools if they want to play you. Yep. You know, so if, like, for example, if um, Sheehan wants to play Cheshire, for example, just which to, they will. Which, right. If they want to play. It won't count to your playoffs, but it's a rivalry game. We play, blah, blah, and that's yeah. it. Then you play your schools that are your size or your, your, your power or slash size. You play them seven games, winner, maybe, maybe a wild card. The top two or something like that go to the state playoffs. No formulas, nothing like that, and that's how you do it. And then maybe you have a crossover within one of the other leagues, but it's basically saying – Let's get this district model together because league. Everyone's like, "What? What's a league? There We're not no even playing anymore. There are no leagues. So there really are, and I think the coaches are coming to that conclusion on their own. That the handful of coaches that I've spoken to, whether it's at games and yeah. you know, just in general, they're like, "Why are we even in like our conference?" Right. I mean, the way it is now, it's fun. It's everything, but when you get down to it, it's like, "All right, well, what does this mean? Like, all right, we're playing NFA this week. What does that do if we win this game? Mm-hmm. Nothing. We just get it's just." On what, you know, and some teams have easier schedules than other because yep. it was done by a power. You know, where yeah. how will you well you did and three to five years or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, and uh, you know the top teams are playing the top teams, so you're having them you know knock each other off, yeah. and, and where some of the other teams maybe not so much. I, I like looking at the schedule every week and just being like, that's a good game, that's a good game, that's oh, a good game. God. This that's is the best interesting. Part. I wanted to go to there. I mean, just like I don't want to like jump ahead because we do have our picks at the end of the show. But, I mean, just looking at it, like, North Haven's going up to Maloney. Yeah, it's interesting. Maloney 2-0, North Haven 1-1. Is this a loser-go-home right. game? Yeah, 
I, I mean, I don't think North Haven can afford to lose that game. Well, you know, you they're an L, so they're kind of in the same spot you can. Yeah. And then, you know, we have the Berlin at Killingly. I mean, obviously, a healthy Berlin changes the dynamics of this game. Yeah, they, they just but that's still catch a break. Yeah, they really can't. Who got her last Barlow week? Barlow and uh, Adam. Yeah, Liberta. <laughs> Who we talked up last week. I yeah. Mean. And then you got, like, Brantford, New Fairfield. At the beginning of the year, we thought it would be a pretty good game. I think New Fairfield's still trying to figure stuff out. They had a slow start last year, finished strong. So, you, you know, you, who, who knows? Hamden, New Milford. Hamden has a chance to go 3 now. Yeah, your boys. Hill House at Bloomfield. Do you want to talk about, like, <sighs> hi- historic programs going out? Like, when was the last time they played? Yeah. Or if they've ever played. Think, uh, NFA show, we talked about. Northwest Catholic, Weston. That's, that's a, a great th- game. Weston's flying. Weston's great. Platt, Notre Dame, West Haven, good game. Before the year, we thought Sheen Brookfield would be a good game in the Battle of the Running Backs, obviously. We're not going to get that West Haven, Newtown. I mean, we would never get those games until the playoffs. Quickly, quickly on Terrence Bogan. He's going to have 1,000 yards by week three. I'm pretty sure he had 1,000 yards by week three last year. I'm pretty positive. Yeah, again. He is so good. And, like, he's, look, you know, we could talk about him all we want, and we've talked about him a bunch on this show. Yeah, this kid is a New England champion sprinter. Yeah. He gets past the line, you're not catching him. You you got to get bodies on him. You're not going to catch him in a foot race. No one's going to catch yeah, him in a foot race. Yeah, well, you got to figure that. <laughs> he's going to figure they're playing Brookfield. Brookfield. He's the best sprinter in whatever race he did in New England. Yeah, he's great. He's obviously great. Well, that should be his. Uh, this, there's so much going on. So how about we uh, we well, I guess we got we, it's picks time, right? Picks time. How do we do? Um, so <laughs> we did. Oof. It was not as friendly to the majority of us as it was last week. Uh, Doug Bonjour, <laughs> who I went killed nine and one. I killed he Doug led, last week. He led the week going <laughs> nine and one. Nine and one. And all right, so last week was not as uh, kind, at least to you and I, and really across the board. For most, we, it was kind of like a, a big clump of uh, games. But Doug went nine and one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bloxham, Lacey, and Stewart went seven and three. Uh, nice and bounce then, back for a few of those yeah, guys. Fornabio, Chris McNamee, Murphy, and myself went six and four. Yeah. You and the eight ball went five and five, and the Just for Kicks soccer podcast <laughs> went eight, uh, went four and six. So that's Scott Erickson and uh, Joe Morelli both went four how about and six. Doug? Overall, how, how about Doug? Hold on. How about Doug? <laughs> I killed him. Make culpa, and he goes nine and one, or uh, whatever. Yeah. Nine and one. He went nine and one. What's this the week? women's basketball writer doing on the football? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say anything. I, I took a few shots and kind of fell on my face a little bit there. Yeah. I, what, the one I was really kind of upset about was SMSA. Ugh. Yeah, that they was won. good they for them. Big. Good for them. Yeah. So then, just the overall standings through two weeks. Uh, Doug and Dave are both fifteen and four. Uh, you, Lacey, Murphy, and myself are thirteen right. and seven. Forno, McNamee are twelve and eight. The eight ball is eleven and nine. Bill Bloxham back at five hundred at ten and ten. Joe Morales is nine and eleven, and Scott Erickson is eight for twelve. So, uh, plenty. It's still early. It's yeah, it's still, still so early. early. Still the rest of the season. It's still early. So, uh, you still know. early. So that's why got... I took a shot last week. Yeah. I I could have been nine and one as it well. It would be crazy if you lost by one. Yeah. Well, Wouldn't that be a shame? It was, it was either six or four week. or five. You know what? Take a shot. They didn't play bad, Southington, no. but hey, you know. The so. eight ball was not being carried off any fields, though. Last no, time. it was not. Uh, the only one who was carried off any field was McNamee <laughs> for picking Weathersfield over Platt. Everyone else picked Platt. Oh, yeah. And uh, they shouted us out on Instagram. They were like, oh, they something like, oh, they're the experts. Look, we've never called ourselves experts. Okay. But so they like they like shared the um, the the graphic and like pointed an arrow at Mac. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> so at least they're watching. Does uh, Mac may even know where Weathersfield is? No. <laughs> okay. No, right. I'm sure he probably does. So uh, uh, we got we got some pretty good games uh, across the board. Again, we tried to pick the best games, but also try to reach each conference um, as best as we could. So are you ready to uh, run down the list? I don't know Sean's picks. I already made mine. Um. But I don't know Sean's pick, so right. we're gonna we're gonna this go ahead. This is basically this is a section fun. where Sean picks his. Th- you know. This is this is the time when Sean reads the one email that I sent him. <laughs> That's really it. All right, let's not let's let's here we go for week All right. week three. For week three, the first game we have is Hall at East Hartford. 
Hall and East Harbor. East Harbor did not play badly against uh, Shelton East to start. Hall last week, um, I think they they won up. That's right, they won. They they forgot to mention this. They uh, they came back against Cheshire and knocked off the Rams, which yep. was pretty impressive. You know, I like that. I like that spirit there. I think that really fired them up. I mean, I don't know if Cheshire, listen, Cheshire dropped a tier two. I don't know if Cheshire's like, you know, the normal Cheshire. Someone texted me like, don't these guys know that Kyle McIntosh isn't walking through that door? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. They still have Jake <laughs> McElindon, you know, and Jake's he, pretty and good. Jake, Jake, he tied it up with a 70, 70 plus oh, yard touchdown man. run listen, late. He's good. Um, just, you know, great, great effort by Hall. I'm going to go with the Warriors. The Warriors. You're going to go with Hall. I, too, am going with Coach the Warriors. Frank I think, Robinson. I think East Hartford is good. They're young. They're replacing a lot. We talk about it constantly. But they're getting there. They're getting better. But I don't think right now they're there. I'm going to go with Hall as well. Quickly, um, before we do anything else, West Hartford had a great week. Yeah. We forgot about it. We forgot Connor. West Haven. Connor, I, Connor came out of nowhere to crush West Haven. I knew yep. West Haven was in trouble. Rentis comes back. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't uh, rally the troops. I mean, the West Haven defense kind of got snake yeah. bit. There are a couple like crazy. Didn't they run like two trick plays? Connor? Yeah, not they're, they're, not, not they're, ideal right now. If you're West Haven, no. So I guess he's okay though, Andre. So that's yes. good. To, at least that's good to see that he won't be out. But West Haven, zero and two. Yeeps. Yep. Okay. Anyway, next go game. Ahead. Next game, we're going to the Valley. We're going to the NVL. We got Wolkett at Torrington, my mm. old stomping grounds. Wolkett, after getting smoked the week before, comes back and crushes Oxford. I was a little surprised by that. I know Oxford, they have a Caden Mitchell, good quarterback, but I just, the young kids around him just aren't quite there yet. So that's that's a tough spot for him. But that was impressive by, by Wolkett. And a nice bounce-back game for Torrington last week. They they were beat Derby, and Derby with you know all the motions of the playing the new, brand-new field. The gorgeous field. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Check yeah. out the video if you haven't. Right. MT, uh, G- a GTCT Crips. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was funny. Uh, but anyway, Torrington with a nice bounce back win. I mean, I know that they were in it in their first game, and uh, this is a real tough one, really tough pick, Pete. Who you got? I'm going Wilkit. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go Wilkit. I think it's a tough pick as well, um, but I'm going to go with the the hometown boys. Um, That's I'm right. gonna go Torrington. Pete, who lived in Torrington for that one year, he worked for those. eighteen months. Yeah, eighteen months when I was a sports editor, which I refused. <laughs> I refused to do when I worked at the Torrance Raiders. Went for six yeah. months. I'll tell you about stories off air. <laughs> okay, next game. <laughs> All right, so we differ there. This one's exciting. I like this one a lot. Rockville, or we're in, we're in, we're in the Pequot, obviously. Uh, Rockville at Granby Canton. This is, might be the two best teams in the Pequot. Yeah, I mean, this is well. HK clearly. Doesn't no. have it. I guess Dalton Modine. Dalton Modine is out for a while. Uh, collarbone injury. Oh, that stinks. Um, they so. they have not. They're all. They got shut out twice. Yeah. HK. So that was kind of surprising there. You know, good for Valley Regional beating. No. Oh, Portland. Valley too. I don't want to. Cromwell Port. Them. Yeah. Don't forget Valley. We, nobody really talks about Valley until you know about mid season. So, <laughs> but you're you might be right. I mean, at least these at least in the so called Uncas Division, um, although there isn't an Uncas Division this year, but traditionally the Uncas Division. Anyway. I think Rockville's awesome. I think Rockville's Four is really great. good too. But Granby's really good too. Jackson Jackson Rome is good. They Sam Ayatinezi, they're running. I can see Granby really obviously good. winning that game. I can see any of them either any of them. I can see either of them are winning this game. Yeah, I'm gonna go Rockville. Are you? Yeah. I am too. Really? Yeah, I was gonna sing Ring My Bell, but I thought you were gonna pick Granby, so mm. you kinda took away my uh yeah, I took away. So stole your thunder, Pete. Gosh, Sorry. gosh darn. Yeah, I'm going uh I'm going Rockville I too. Said Let's ring the, that bell. I said in <laughs> I said in the guide last week, I think the Rock is restored already. What do you think? I think it will be restored when they win a playoff game and then the state championship. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's pretty well They're restored. They're right? Yeah, and they are wide open. All right. Next game. Next game. Got a Lions game. North Haven at Maloney. I think this is a huge game for both. Maloney's come out and beat two teams that usually kind of give them fits. I think they scored over 40 points in both games. And this is a North Haven team who's coming in 1-1 one one with a loss to Fairfield Prep. Are they going to be – North Haven's got to win this game. North Haven, I, you don't want to say this is a playoff game, no. but it kind of is if they're going to keep that playoff streak alive. North Haven absolutely obliterated Benell last week. I was shocked. I was not. Uh, no. I mean, I was shocked about how badly they obliterated him. I've heard good things about North Haven. Right. Um, well, I'm going to pick North Haven because I feel like everyone's going to pick North Haven too, but – I, it's now that I've had my little played around with my lead. 
now that I've sunk back to the middle of the standings here, I, you know, I can't afford to be. i got to pick on base on who I think is going to win. I'm going to take North Haven. This is a game that North Haven typically does not lose. So I'm going to go with the Indians. Um, I don't know if uh, Maloney's defense is maybe as good as Fairfield Preps. Who knows? Well, I mean, we'll see. I got to watch Maloney's defense try and uh, play against the uh, single wing on Thanksgiving last year when Platt pulled it out, and they couldn't stop it. So I am going with North Haven as well. Like I said, like you said, this isn't a game that they lose. Um, I, I'm impressed with Maloney over the first two games after yeah, again really losing nice all those people, you know, all-time record setters for their school. And but North Haven's North Haven. They're going to come in with this offense that Maloney's not going to see, and they're not going to see the rest of the year. And North Haven, they have to win this game. I, you don't want to say, you know, it's a playoff game. But they kind of have to play it like it because getting into the playoffs at eight and two in L is not that easy. Next game. Next game we got the Berlin Redcoats at Killingly. <laughs> now this game at the beginning of the year would have been awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think they were. I think we're. I think we're both picking the same team. Um, I think if at the beginning of the year we were picking this game, I don't know if we would both be picking the team. Berlin's lost a lot of guys to injury. Arguably, they're three best players. Yeah. <laughs> and in addition to the players that left. So, <laughs> it's a whole different team than last year already. Yep. I mean, this is, they're looking at, Berlin right now is looking at 20, their, their 2020 team. This is 2020 Berlin playing right now, for the most part. I mean, I mean, there's still guys who are seniors and everything, but, you know. Um, you know, they're playing a killing league team that uh, starting to feel its way around. They beat up on, on Capital Prep. They, they feel like they play Berlin every year. I think they played two playoff games against Berlin, yep. right? So this is like they're not unfamiliar with each other. Going out to Killingly is not a thing that Berlin's not used to because they've done it. Um, no, it's tough. I don't know. What's the story with uh, Liberta? Uh, apparently, um, I believe um, a shoulder injury. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. I believe that's what I saw or what I read. Uh, it's, just, it's another one for, for Berlin. And, you know, you can say next man up all you want. You're running into a team like Killingly. They're a good team. They're a well-coached team. They expect to win. They're it's gonna be they're gonna be home. If it was a killing, if it was at Berlin, I might give Berlin a, a more of a shot. I mean, who knows? I think Berlin has a. I think Berlin could compete. And I think they will compete. I'm going Killingly. Yeah, I'm going Killingly too. I don't think, like you said, this is the they're looking forward. They're getting some younger kids in there, and and it's a shame because you never want to see injuries affect the outcome of games and seasons. But it is part of the game, and you know you just. It's just it, it it's sad to see, but I'm taking killing you as well. Now we're moving down the list. Another alliance game. We got Northwest Catholic at Weston. Two teams that got teams of watch stickers. Northwest Catholic obviously coming off a loss against excuse me, coming off a loss against Plainville, and Weston coming off a win against Hill House. Yeah, impressive win. James gets yeah, pr- nuts. Didn't he have like an interception return or something? Yeah, it looked like ninety nine yards, goal line to goal line. Yeah, basically. You can't do 100 yards in high school, so it goes down officially as 99 yards. Uh, but yeah, he, I mean, I think he threw a touchdown too. Yeah, he's he's great, and they're great, and I'm going Weston. I yeah, don't, you this know. one I'm going Weston as well. But I am really interested. I'm picking Weston because Weston thinks that we hate them. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I think I'm picking Weston because I'm pretty confident they're going to win. That said, a lot of people do like Northwest Catholic, and I don't know what happened last week against Plainville, but it'll be interesting to see how they respond making the trip to. Weston this yeah, week. Yeah, and if it was going, if it, if Weston was going up to Northwest Catholic on a Saturday morning, which is usually when Northwest Catholic plays up there, at ten o'clock on a Saturday, I would probably give North NWC a little bit better chance. I still think they have a good chance, uh, but you know, Weston two dominant victories to start the season. They might not just be a team to watch; they might be the team to beat in Class M. In Class M, if they can stay healthy, I don't think that you would be incorrect in that statement. No, I'm interested. It's fascinating. So that that's a. They're looking really good so yep. far to start the season. Oh, so, well, next game. We got going to the ECC and the SWC. We got Fitch at Bunnell. Fitch came up last week with a really nice win over Xavier. It was kind of nipping up for a while, and they kind of just kind of blew the doors off coming out, coming out of that game. And uh, I thought that was a really impressive win. One of the ECC's better wins, I mean, other than the NFA one over Glastonbury. Um I mean, Bunnell, playoff team last year. Uh, but I, 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 it's just, you know, new coach, Tyron Jenkins. I think he's going to be okay down the road. But uh, for right now, their first two games of the season, 
Uh, they beat they they got beat up by Barlow and they got beat up by North Haven and now they, now they play Fitch at home, um, and I mean it's a tough game because it's hard to tell Fitch which lost Wilton we won they came back and they beat Xavier which yeah. you know which was impressive in and of itself because like this is a team Fitch couldn't score a touchdown last year basically yeah it's it's interesting you know a lot of people like to knock the ECC um, I think they played really that well played very so well recently in the Alliance schedule. Um, that and like I'm gonna be honest with you, I know Bunnell was a playoff team last year. I was never really sold on them uh, last year as well. I think you know Ty's got a lot of. It's gonna be an uphill battle this year with the with the graduates, but Bunnell has had a hard schedule to start the yeah. year. Let's not ignore you know, that. Barlow's a potential playoff team, and North Haven's obviously a potential playoff team. So, so that's two I mean tough that's ones. not an easy start. With that said, I'm going Fitch. Yeah, I, I am too. It's. And it doesn't look like it's going to be any better for Bunnell because they're going to play at Massac the week after, and then they go take a break, then Notre Dame West Haven, which is no. going to be dying for victories as well at that point. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a building year. Uh, I mean, at uh, Bunnell, uh, I'm, I'm going Fitch as well. And uh, this is a really interesting game, and I like this. I think I mentioned it earlier at the beginning of the show. Hill House at Bloomfield. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of other storylines in this game. Two very successful football programs in the yeah. history of Connecticut high school football, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I think this is a big game for Bloomfield in the sense that what can they do against a bigger team? Yeah, a bigger size team. We've seen them. Sh- they struggled last year with teams that were bigger than them. Um, well, their only one was Berlin. Um, so I think this is. I think this is interesting. I'm gonna pick Bloomfield um, to win this game because I think they're good and I think they're one of the better teams in the state this year, but I'm really interested to see how Bloomfield does against Hill House after what Weston did to them. Yeah. But I'm going with Bloomfield. Yeah, just the Weston victory uh, doesn't instill confidence in a, in a Hill House pick. You know, it's really funny. Like last year, I think Hill House started 0-5, and then they kind of went to the young kids that kind of carried into this season. Now the young kids are about to start off the same way almost. Yeah. I mean, I could, you know, they're probably going to be 0-3. I'm, I'm obviously going to take Bloomfield because I think Bloomfield's one of the best teams in the state. They just have they're just a complete package yeah. uh, right now, and uh, Darren Bryan's having a, a you know a stellar start of the season. Um, Hill House still figuring things out. I'm going Bloomfield. Yeah, Bloomfield as well. But I'm very interested to see if they win, how much it, it is by. So we're going over the ninth game uh, on the board, and this one I like this one. It's not like a crazy game, but uh, Lewis Mills at Bethel. I, does Lewis Mills go three and zero? I think that's fascinating. Uh, Oh my God! Like, what was the last and time? And Bethel's struggling. Um... <laughs> Jeez, you're killing me, Pete, with this. Uh, you know, uh, maybe, you know, maybe Lewis Mills has got something going on here, and that we all just refuse to see it because they were over last week. But you know, I could see Bethel pulling. The, I mean, I could see them pulling this out somehow. I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is That's a, perfect. I'm good. This, this is. These are why I picked the game. Yeah. That I pick. No, this one's tough. I mean, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I mean, that, that, those beating Rocky Hill last week. That's not. That's not a joke. I mean, comparatively speaking, I, I, I feel Bethel's kind of struggling the same way as Rocky Hill's struggling. I'm gonna go with the. I can't believe I'm saying this. Lewis Mills three and I can't believe you're going with that at all. I thought you were going to pick Bethel. I'm picking Lewis Mills. You know exactly why I'm picking Lewis why, Mills. Because your boy's there? Because you know, I, I used to work there, and I'm going to no. – that, that, that was my coin flip. Yeah. But I'm, I'm shocked you're picking Lewis why? Mills. I don't know. I just, I just, I just, I just I, oh, I mean – I'm just saying, I thought you were well, picking Well, I'm not, ta- I'm not taking any giant leaps this week because, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're 2-0. They yeah. beat Rocky Hill. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. And, it's you know, a very surprising start for the Spartans. I can right. see Bethel winning. Like, yeah. this is going to be one of those. I mean, Bethel, I think they were 1 and 9 last year. Um, and I think this is the, like that one game or that second game, you know, they could get. They could totally get this, but I'm yeah. not going to go with them. I'm going to go with Noah Smell. I'm playing it safe this week. <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing it safe. All right. I think this will be a safe one, too. We go into the uh, CTC, Bullard Havens at Platech. <laughs> okay. Bullard Havens. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Bullard yeah, Havens. Listen, thank you. Next. Cotto. Those guys are the best team in the league. Platech. New coach, well, old coach, now the new coach uh, in uh, uh, Vin Camera. Um, it's going to take a little while to get rebuilding. At least they're, you know, doing something there. I don't know. I'm going to go with uh, Bullard Havens. That's pretty easy for me. Yeah, Bullard Havens. So, there you go. That's the picks for this week, huh? Yeah, where are you going this week? 
<laughs> well, I think I you feel, don't know till Thursday. I feel like I have to take this this Shelton NFA or Newtown NFA Shelton Newtown like this this kind of this path. Really, I gotta follow that. So they're not. I think Shelton plays Newtown two weeks from now. I thought it was next week, but the so I I'm gonna see, so I've seen NFA, I've seen Shelton. Now I'm gonna go see them play each other, and that's gonna give me an idea of where we stand here. I think that's where I'm. Thinking I'm gonna hit Finn Stadium this week. How about you? Oh, I don't know. There were a couple that stood out to me, um, but I really like Northwest Catholic Weston. Yeah, that's a fascinating game. I think that's a really good game because Northwest Catholic. I mean, again, this could be. I mean, they're an S. They don't win this game. I mean, Weston's got a little bit to play with. You know, they could probably get in at six and four. They're probably not going to be six and four. But yeah, like, meanwhile, Northwest Catholic's stuck in S, which is like, if you lose one game, man, you're you're, you're biting your nails on Thanksgiving. Yep. So I think that one's good. Um, actually, Barlow Tallinn, that's a four drive. But that one stands out too. Ryan, Ryan Carlson had four touchdowns last week. Yeah. Against Avon, he's baller. And Barlow playing really well. Barlow's playing really well. I think, I I, really I think I'm going to have to go see Barlow closer. To I me. really like the way Barlow's playing. I think that. Uh, you know, we kind of skipped over them a little bit. You know, we thought they weren't going to have a lot of guys back, but so far, too, you know, and they look yeah. pretty dumb. Oh, you know, it's even another good game, uh, sticking in, talking, we were talking about Plainville before, their normal law. Oh, yeah, in- another interesting game. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting games. You plat Notre Dame, but I'm not allowed to go to Notre Dame anymore, so. <laughs> You're not allowed to go to Notre Dame until, like, you know, they're back over 500, then you'll be allowed back. Yeah. Right? You are persona non grata with Joe DiCaprio, the Kit DiCaprio family. In general, <laughs> um, in Notre Dame. Listen, Notre Dame, hang in there, pals. Hang in there. Now you've weathered the storm. So that'll about wrap it up for a, uh, a busy week two and uh, heading into week three. Um, anything else, Pete? No, that's it. All right. We're we'll out of here. Shout out. Oh. <laughs> shout out to Danbury. Even dying to do that. Pete's collecting your... If you want to send your memorabilia to our offices here, Pete will be wearing them on the show. It doesn't mean he's rooting for any of you, but we're, we're going to try and put together a little... Uh, we're going to try and put together a little... A little collage. Yeah. You know, a little, like, a cave. A little so area for our back so it's not just my face. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. We need to dress this place up a bit, and so send all your old stuff or even your new stuff to... Uh, yeah. To New Haven Register uh, in... Uh, yeah, New Haven Register offices, and we'll start displaying all this stuff. So I can't On my that. body. All right, we're, let's get out of here. <laughs> Heading into week three, we'll see you guys next week. This has been Sean Patrick Bully for People Gaga. It's been week